Hello, and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely Show, a podcast for women who want to clear their clutter and create space for freedom and joy. If your life keeps getting bigger, but not better, keep listening to learn about decluttering from the inside out. It's about creating a life that's aligned with your values and priorities, so you can have more of what matters and less of what doesn't. I'm your host, Jennifer, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey everybody, it's Jennifer here, and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely Show. Today, as always, we're going to be chatting about decluttering and simplifying, but specifically I want to talk about decision fatigue and the specific ways that it can make, well, everything really harder than it needs to be. And this is a topic that's on my mind because it's something that I was struggling with last week. Uh, if you're new here, you'll, you know, one thing I have to say is that so much of what I talk about on the podcast comes from my personal experience. It's everything that I'm going through in my life, uh, the lessons that I learned. And so then I try to, you know, sort of process everything and then share it all with you in the hopes that we can learn from my mistakes, I guess, <laughs> learn from it together. So yeah, so as I said, I have been struggling a lot with some decluttering and just life in general the past few weeks. And looking back, I can see that decision fatigue was one of the major factors. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But first, let's start with the basics. What is decision fatigue? I'm just going to quickly read um, what I found online. This is what's straight out of Wikipedia. In decision-making and psychology, decision fatigue refers to the deteriorating quality of decisions made by an individual after a long session of decision-making. It's now understood as one of the causes of irrational trade-offs in decision-making. <laughs> so I guess if I had to sum that up, um, I would just say that our brains get tired right? Our brains get tired when we have to make lots of decisions and then the quality of our decisions, um, you know, degrades. So we see this all the time in decluttering. I guess if we're going to talk about this from a really surface level perspective, when you were decluttering, what you were doing is making lots of decisions on repeat, right? You're going through your items one at a time over and over. Am I going to keep this? Am I going to get rid of this, right? lots and lots of decisions that need to be made and if your brain is tired if you have already made a lot of decisions that day or if you've been decluttering for a while the quality of your decisions you know goes down and it's harder to figure out what to do right so um this is one of the core principles in the way that i teach decluttering is basically how can we reduce this decision fatigue and Probably the easiest way is to pre-decide whenever possible, okay? So um, there's a few ways that we can do this. Probably the favorite, the one that I teach the most often is to look for opportunities to create rules or guidelines for your decluttering, okay? So these are things you can think about before you actually start your decluttering to make it simpler. Um, so for example, you might say, oh, I'm only going to keep X number of bath towels, right? So if you decide that before you start decluttering your bath towels, it's one less decision that you have to make. Or with clothing, right? I'm only going to keep, um, I don't know, certain styles. Or actually, what's probably something I do more often is I talk about what I'm not going to keep, 
Okay, so I'm not going to keep anything in certain colors, right? There's certain colors I just know that I don't really like to wear. So I pre-decided that ahead of time and it made the decluttering easier. Or I'm not going to keep anything that doesn't feel good on my body, right? There's like a million different ways that we can use this idea of rules or guidelines to simplify our decluttering. But ultimately, it is all about reducing decision fatigue. It's also about creating intentionality so that when you're decluttering, you're just not making random decisions, but you are working towards a specific end result. Um, But that's not quite the topic of today's podcast, but I just wanted to bring that up anyway, because I think that's an important point to make. Um, But we can also, other ways that we can use rules or we can kind of create guidelines to reduce decision fatigue. It's not just with our physical decluttering, we can use it in our lives when we create boundaries. So for example, oh, and I'm so sorry, my voice is a bit scratchy today. Um, but we can create boundaries about things like when we say no, right? So pre-deciding before you're in a situation, when you're going to say no, makes life a lot easier. So one example is with very few exceptions, I don't go places on Sunday night, right? I've made that decision ahead of time and it makes my life easier. When I get an invitation somewhere, I don't have to think, oh God, I really don't want to go. I just want to stay home because I'm tired and, you know, it's the end of the weekend, but I feel guilty like I should go, right? I don't even have that whole conversation in my head because I've already decided a boundary and then I can just clearly communicate that boundary to someone. I'm sorry, I don't go places on Sunday nights, right? I mean, obviously there are exceptions, um, These are boundaries, not like laws, but having that kind of, or at least thought about it, just makes life easier, right? You've done a lot of the heavy lifting ahead of time. Um, Or another way that we can kind of hack our brains to reduce decision fatigue is something that I call the toddler rule. Um, And it's something that I observe with my kids, right? So I have two kids, they're six and three, especially when they were younger, if you go to a restaurant and you read them the kids menu and there's like 10 things on the kids menu you were just setting yourself up for a disaster right you're going to spend like the next hour umming and eyeing and answering questions about what you know they're going to order for dinner whereas if you make it simpler and you just say okay there's two options do you want a or do you want b do you want a hot dog or do you want chicken nuggets right it's a lot easier for the brains and in reality this is how we work as adults too, right? I've talked about this many times on the podcast, but whenever we can reduce decisions for ourselves so that there's only a few choices, it makes life easier. So for example, if you were trying to declutter your closet and you've got like, let's say 20 pairs of black leggings, um, if, <laughs> if you're on my email list, you'll know that I'm thinking of that because there's this joke, um, a Marie Kondo joke, which was something along the lines of, you know, maybe 20 pairs of black leggings do spark joy. You know, you don't know me. Um, But anyway, (laughs) that's besides the point. Um, But anyway, let's just say you're trying to declutter these 20 pairs of black leggings and you're like, well, which ones should I keep, right? Your brain is going to want to explode because it's very overwhelming. But if you just pick up two pairs of leggings and you just say, well, which one do I like better, right? Which one would I keep out of these two? Well, that's a little bit easier for our brains to process. Or at least my brain. I don't know if my brain's a bit special. <laughs> but, you know, just making the decision between the two pairs makes life a bit easier, right? So 
these are all ways that we can try and combat decision fatigue while we are decluttering. But as I said, um, I had something that came up last week, actually, which made me realize that sometimes it's a lot more than this. It's kind of like, do you know when something's happened in the past and you can kind of reflect back on the situation? It's so much easier to see things. Um, and that that's what's happened here. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of a story. I'll set the scene and then I'll connect all the dots for you. Basically, as you know, I'm a minimalist. Um, my house is, you know, fairly clutter-free. I live in 660 square feet with my family of four. So there's two kids, me and my husband. But at the same time, I am a human being. <laughs> and as I said, I do have kids, right? So stuff happens. Um, and actually, on a quick side note, I do think this is a very important point to bring up. I think that in like 99% of cases, there is no such thing as completely clutter-free living, right? Because if you think back to the definition of clutter, it is being rooted in alignment, or at least that's what I believe. So what you own should be a reflection of who you are, your values, your priorities, your lifestyle, etc. And so, yes, of course, we can live more intentionally. We can be um, conscious about trying to reduce our consumption. And these are all things that I work on myself. But the idea of living completely clutter-free it's really rare just because people evolve, right? We change. So like I have two kids now. I didn't have two kids 10 years ago. My values, my priorities. I think that my core values don't really change completely, but the way that they are projected into the world does, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I guess just regardless, like we change, our lifestyles change, etc. And so as we change, what matters to us changes. And so the things that we own, it just makes sense that they should change occasionally as well. So I just want to make that point because I know sometimes people beat themselves up when they declutter and then they find that they have to declutter again. Obviously, there are things that we can do to break the cycle. Um, in theory, obviously, with, with exceptions, because there's always exceptions, you know, if you do a massive declutter, and you learn from your declutter, um, from your clutter, excuse me, you shouldn't be in a situation where you necessarily have to do all of that again. Although again, of course, we're human. Um, but doing some decluttering over your lifetime is just normal. So anyway, just wanted to point that out to make you feel normal in case that's something you're struggling with. And to bring me back to my point, that's me. Right now, I have been doing a little bit of decluttering. My kids have been getting older, like, for me, three and six is kind of this new level. I don't have babies anymore. My three-year-old is like three going on 30. I think having an older sibling um, just seems less babyish than my daughter did at the same age. But regardless, like a lot of the toys that we have, they've both kind of outgrown. Also for me personally, oh gosh, I'm sorry. I think I've mentioned this before in the podcast, but I have asthma and sometimes my voice gets really croaky. So I'm really self-conscious that I sound like a frog. Um, but anyway, so for me personally, I have been doing a lot of decluttering. I am a small business owner. I have this podcast. I have this blog. I have a blog, excuse me. I teach programs. So I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of notes. And in the past, I would keep them in 
notebooks on note cards like I just have piles and piles of notes and I have been moving to a digital system more recently um, I got a tablet which for me is a godsend because it's like one of those that you can write on the screen so I no longer have 10 million notebooks but I have to declutter the old ones so yeah I'm just in the middle of doing a bit of decluttering um, for some reason I decided that this would be a good time to declutter, you know, my unused makeup and beauty products as well. So there's been a bit of chaos happening in my house. Then on top of that, both of my kids got gastro last week, back to back, <laughs> which was very unpleasant. Um, I've also been helping my husband a lot with one of his work projects. So it's just been a rough few weeks where I feel like my physical and my mental space has been like a big, giant cluttered mess. So with that background, <laughs> and I'm sorry, I know this is a bit of a long story, but that's just who I am. <laughs> um, but with that background, I started working through the stuff. I'm trying to process it. I'm trying to declutter it. Um, and yeah, it was just really, really hard. Basically, I was just staring at this pile of stuff and I felt paralyzed. Like I had no idea what to do no idea what my next step was I was just sitting on my bed like a zombie staring at it and I'm like what do I do and to be honest with you it was I think part of like the normal decluttering stress that I think a lot of people feel and then on top of that I had this whole wave of like guilt and shame where I'm like Jen you have a podcast you have a blog you teach programs about how to declutter this is so embarrassing like you can't just be sitting here not knowing what you're doing um, so I felt like a fraud. I was angry with myself. I was just in a really crappy mood and didn't get anything done. So the next day, um, I decided to go out and do some work somewhere else. So again, for a bit of background, I'm self-employed. I worked at home a lot of times, but I also hire a small desk at like a co-working office so I can get out of the house. So that's what I did after my sort of decluttering meltdown. I left the house for work, still in a bit of a funk, still feeling very overwhelmed. So then I sat down to work and felt like I couldn't get any work done. I was still in this really mentally cluttered space. So I asked myself what I think is a really helpful question um, that anyone could use, whether you're decluttering or just feeling a bit overwhelmed in life, which was, what is the one thing I really need clarity about right now? Okay. And um, for those of you who have worked with me in the past, you know, this is always my number one step for simplifying anything. It always starts with creating clarity. And what came up for me when I thought about this question is, with my work, I am a content creator, right? There's a lot that I do, but a huge part of it is content. You're listening to it now, right? I record these podcast episodes, the blog, I said emails, I'm on social media, etc. But I was feeling so overwhelmed even though this is something I love doing I love creating this content because I'm so passionate about these topics but I was feeling overwhelmed by it I realized it was because I didn't know what content I needed to create right so it was just this big cloud in my mind I was feeling very overwhelmed so what I actually ended up doing was I borrowed a meeting room where we had this giant whiteboard and I just got everything out of my head <laughs> excuse me I broke everything down I put it all into my computer and oh my goodness, it was like this huge weight off my mind and I just felt 
so clear. I felt like a new person. I still had a ton of work to do, but I just had made the decision about what it was I was going to do, if that makes sense. Um, and so I was feeling really clear. So then when I came home to bring this back to decluttering, because you're probably like, why do I care about your work? <laughs> so when I came home that day, the funny thing is, even though I'd been out all day and I was working and, you know, feeling a little bit tired, when I came home, the decluttering was suddenly so much easier than it had been the day before. And so obviously I'm not a psychologist, you know, I'm just someone someone who struggles with these things in my own life. Um, but it really got me thinking about decision fatigue. And what I think is that it's not always as straightforward as what I talked about at the start of this episode. So yeah, like decision fatigue happens when you're literally sitting there and you're making, you know, a ton of decisions one at a time. But I also think that the weight of unmade decisions can cause decision fatigue as well. So you've probably heard that saying that, you know, not making a decision is a decision. And I think that's what was happening with me. I had all of this stuff on my mind where I was just feeling overwhelmed. Like I knew I had to get this stuff done for work, but I didn't know what it was. And I think that that weight on my mind, that mental load was actually fatiguing my brain. So when I sat down to declutter and I was just feeling like, I honestly felt like I was struck dumb. I was just staring at everything. And I was like, I have no idea where to begin. I think <clears throat> that my brain was just exhausted because of all the unmade decisions I was carrying around in my mind. And I think that it's really important to point that out because, as I said, you know, the thoughts that were going through my own mind, I know how easy it is that when you struggle to declutter, to have the kind of thoughts like, I can't do this, this is impossible, something's wrong with me, right? And to have these really like negative tidal wave of thoughts that makes you just want to like throw in the towel, you just want to quit, you want to give up, you think it's impossible. But at the same time, I think, I guess the reason for recording this podcast, and sorry, again, it's a bit long-winded, is just to let you know if you're feeling that way, that it might not be you. Or probably, I mean, I shouldn't even say that. I would say that like with 99% confidence, it's not you. You just have something that you need to work on. So in my situation, it wasn't that I didn't know what to do. It wasn't that I am, you know, quote unquote, too stupid to declutter, which is how I was feeling in that moment. But it was just my brain was exhausted because I had these other things on my mind. So what I needed to do was step back and do that bit of mental work first. And <laughs> what's kind of funny is that this is something I've known for probably decades. I think that probably one of the cornerstones of the work that I do with my blog, with this podcast, with my programs is really teaching that sometimes we need to do the mental work before we do the physical work. Um, but I think this is just a great reminder that, you know, we're always learning. It's something that I no quote unquote but I have to keep catching myself and practicing in real life also I just want to explain that I understand sometimes how hard it is to slow down and do the mental work first just like you just like you know the vast majority of people I feel the pressure to be productive all the time right when my house is a mess when I'm struggling with clutter 
All I want is to deal with it. I want it gone, right? And even though I, like, because there's that saying, cluttered house, cluttered mind. In my brain, the way I was thinking was, I need to clear this stuff first. Then I can sit down and do, do my work, whatever else it needs I need to do. But I just felt like I couldn't start that until I decluttered first. But this is just a reminder that sometimes you do need to switch that around. Maybe you need to leave the house. Um, as I said, I'm fortunate because I've got this co-working office that I can go to. But if you are struggling with decluttering, you might even need to go to a cafe or a library or somewhere where you can feel calm and peaceful and get whatever it is that's in your head that's weighing you down right now. You might need to work on clearing that first so that you can create the mental space so that your brain isn't fatigued. Then you can tackle the clutter. Okay? So, yeah, I think this might be a great place to wrap things up. I know this is a bit of a long-winded story where we went on a few sort of um, something a bit sidetracked. But, you know, those of you who worked with me before, I really think that everything is so connected, right? Our decluttering is so connected to our mental space, you know, the busyness and our schedules. All of this is all tied in. It's so easy to want to compartmentalize decluttering. Um, you know, we just think of it as like another chore, like cleaning the toilets, you know. But in reality, it's not. It is. There's a lot of heavy emotional work. And it's really important to acknowledge that. So we create the space for that. Right. And so that's what I hope you do. Um, thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to chatting with you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Simply and Fiercely show. If you want to learn more, you can download my free mindful decluttering guide and learn all the secrets that help me go from shopaholic to minimalist. All you need to do is visit simplyfiercely.com backslash free guide. That's all one word to get instant access. Until next time, thanks again 